Hey guys, it's your boy Vinny B from Raider Nation Radio in the huddle. Guys, I've been talking for months now about TAT, an affordable quality CBD cigarette. Well, good news, all TAT products are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. That's right, TAT products, all of them, are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. Welcome back to the second hour of Raider Nation Radio. It's the morning tailgate. Vinny Bonsignor, Heidi Fang, Clay Baker, and you here on this Monday morning, 69187. Text us in for the Sam and Ash text line, 69187, because you deserve what's right. And we'll also take your calls at 702-365-9200. Broadcasting live from the Finley Performance Center Studios, the Finley Cadillac Performance Center Studios here in Las Vegas. And the three, in the third, in the third o'clock hour, in the third hour, we will give you a chance to win this fantastic Father's Day meal that you can take home and feed Dad and the whole family from Fogo to Schoen. We'll do that at 945 here on Raider Nation Radio. But joining us now is Anthony Galavis, here from the longtime writer from the Fresno Beak, been covering the Raiders for a long time, Fresno State Bulldogs, football and basketball, boxing, and more. Follow him on Twitter at agalavis underscore the B. Anthony, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning to you, sir. And uh, what, what can you tell us from Friday night? It was just a few days ago, but there was a tremendous scene in Fresno as Derek Carr kind of returned for the annual DC Care for Kids event. But this seems to be getting bigger and bigger. This gala looked beautiful as they were outside uh, by the pool, and there was uh, hundreds and hundreds of Raider Nation to see him. Me, Clay. Uh, also, you know, nice to hear from Vinny and uh, Heidi. Um, yeah, so, you know, ever since DC for Kids started in 2016, you know, they really started at a, at the hospital and just grew into something that's bigger. And so for the past two years, they've had it at this private home where, you know, hundreds of people come out and interact with Derek uh, through his DC for Kids uh, Foundation. And as you said, you know, it's it, it grew, and they're like, okay, let's have it outside. You know, it'll, we'll have a nice setting. We'll have a nice backdrop. We'll have, there'll be like a lake around, around their area. But, yeah, I mean, you know, seeing the people that were showing up on Saturday, uh, that Friday, uh, it, it was a pretty good atmosphere, you know, because I saw tons of people wearing Raiders jerseys. If they see Derek, they got a big smile on their faces. They can't wait. They're online. To, to take a picture with him and talk to him for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get to see, you know, the the, the excitement that the people had. And there was one gentleman who was at the line getting ready to meet Derek. He, was, he got so close down. He goes, oh, Derek, I can't wait. I can't wait, <laughs> wait to meet you. But, yeah, I mean, it, it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And it doesn't surprise me because, you know, there's a lot of, you know, car supporters here. So not just car supporters, but Raider fans. Uh, Raider Nation's here in Fresno. It's, it's it just, you know, it keeps going, going, going. I'm just wondering where it's going to be next year. Um, unfortunately, last year I didn't make it out to the to the event, but this year I did. But I'm just like, I just I just stood there and started talking to the organizers. I'm just like, wow, I remember the first day when they had this where it was inside, now it's outside. So, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a beautiful event. Uh, Derek enjoys it. He loves meeting with fans. Um, you know, he takes time out of his busy schedule to the Fresno in this RV, no less. So I asked mm-hmm. him, "Are you serious? You came through? You came from Vegas to uh, Fresno in RV?" He goes, "Oh yeah, absolutely." So, <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's awesome. And Anthony, uh, I know that 
obviously Raider Nation is just completely psyched and and uh, and uh, over the moon over uh, Devontae Adams joining his good friend Derek Carr uh, here with the Raiders. But I gotta imagine that in Fresno, California, it's it's just at a whole other level. I know the pride that you guys have uh, in Fresno for Bulldog football, and to see Devontae and Derek, two proud alums of Fresno State University. Not only being able to play together in the NFL, but play together in the NFL with the with the Raiders. How psyched uh, is Fresno, California, right about now? Fresno is really psyched, uh, Benny. Um, a lot of people have talked about already. Look at the schedule, like which games are they going to go to? Um, you know, you look at the first game in, in Los Angeles against against the Chargers. Uh, you know, people are looking at that. People are also looking at the first game against Arizona at home, and so there's. Many people here already decided, you know, already planning their trip to Vegas to see Derek and Devontae for the first time since, what, 2013 was the last time they were teammates at Federal State, where they just, like, blew it out of the water here. Uh, there was a lot of excitement for them here. And even more so now that, as I said, there's a lot of Raider fans here, and they're really psyched up that, my gosh, you know, we got to see it back in 2012, 2013. Now we get to see it all over again. And they're just, you know, this is. That's a top tier of Fresno. I mean, granted, there's there's other teams that you know their fans are rooting for, but you know there's a lot of Raider fans here, and you know to see Derek and Devontae reunited once again in Vegas, there's a sense of excitement here in Fresno that they're ready to go to to the games even preseason, although they probably won't play as much. But yeah, Vinny, there's there's just they're just exciting here, no less, no doubt. Hey, Anthony, when you talk about, you know, what they did in Fresno State and everything like that, and everybody knows the numbers, but, like, how much do you feel like the part and the the distance that they had apart will play into effect of them trying to, like, get back to that chemistry that they had, or do you think it's already there? I think it's already there because they continue to train with each other. Even when they take those breaks until late July, they're still going to get together. Whether it be uh, you know, obviously on the field, but also on the golf course, um, you know, he talked about you know, you know, getting together with Devontae and Hunter on the golf course because they want to build that co- uh, connection. But go back to Derek and Devontae; I mean, it's still going to be there. They talked about it. He even alluded to last week in the press conference, like, "Hey, you know, we trained when I was, you know, because he lived up in the area. We met because uh, once they moved to Vegas, it was kind of hard." But I asked Derek, I go, hey, so what are you guys going to do for the next few weeks until training camp starts? He goes, we're going to continue to train together on the field and just continue to build that connection. You know, that's my best friend. I love working with him. You know, we, we, we have a goal. And, you know, we, we, this is a different aspect because, you know, obviously when Devontae was with Green Bay, it was different because Derek was with the Raiders. Now they have one common goal. And they're like, okay, we're going to do this together and we're going to have the team build. And, you know, obviously you got the other movie parts with Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and Josh Jacobs, and the name goes on, the list goes on. But I don't, feel, I don't see there's going to be any uh, drop-off between any uh, between Derek and Bonte because they're just going to pick up where they left off, I believe, uh, when they left Fresno State and moved on to their NFL careers. Anthony Galaviz here with us from the Fresno Bee on Raider Nation Radio. Well, go back to that moment. Uh, it was uh, almost 10 years ago when Pat Hill left the program at Fresno State and then emerges Derek Carr and Devontae Adams at the same time. But they had to learn kind of a new system under Tim DeRuiter. So it looks as though that they're used to learning at the same time, even when they first met together in Fresno all those years ago. They're going to be learning again a new system here in Las Vegas. 
Yeah, you know, these systems are going to hail to the Ritter. Uh, I wouldn't say pull the challenge, but uh, it's for them, the playbook, they just pick it, they just pick it up really fast. I mean, they're, they're two smart uh, players, and that they, they, they just love football. And whatever playbook is thrown at them, they're going to go hard at it and understand it. They're like, okay, here, this is the uh, route I want you to take. Um, look, look at the first year, uh, 2011, Derek Carr had 3,500 uh, yards, excuse me. And then when uh, Derek and Devontae got together for the state, uh, the number just continued to grow. I mean, uh, Devontae finished with uh, 38 uh, touchdowns. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's, just, it's just amazing what those two de- did here at Federal State. And, for you know, and to learn McDaniels' playbook, um, I, I just think that, you know, they're going to get it going. I mean, I, I think here, you know, talking about they're going to get it going, but I just think that they already have. I mean, you just they're itching to get back to, to the field at training camp to show, like, okay, now we're going to wrap it up a little bit and we're going to do what we – you know what we used to do at Federal State, but then Derek did say that you know, look because we have the success at Federal State, you know it doesn't mean anything because we got to prove it still. We got to prove it to the fans. We got to prove it to the coaches that hey, this is what you know, this is what we're going to do. And yeah, so I, I just don't think it's going to be any type of problem with them learning the playbook of McDaniel's of, uh, like they did with the Derrida because they just kept the, they just kept the, they just kept it going. Anthony, assuming, uh, like you said, the playbook comes into, you know, uh, they're able to, to master that, which I'm with you. I think they're, that's going to be uh, the, the easiest part of this process. Uh, and, and the chemistry, I think, is going to, uh, it might not be there right off the bat, but I think in time uh, that'll, that'll work itself out as well. But once they do get on the same page and this offense starts rolling, how good can this offense be with Devontae Adams now here with the Raiders? Uh, for opponents, it's going to be scary because it's like, Oh gosh, they got Devontae Adams, and look what he did with Aaron Rodgers, and now he got Derek, who knows Devontae really well, and he knows what he likes. Uh, I, I I just believe that, man. I mean, just looking at Devontae's first touchdown with Derek in front of he had 14 in the following year, 24. And I think to myself, like, well, that's doable because look at Hunter. Hunter Renfro had, but he had a career high last year, nine touchdowns, and you got to look at Derek Waller, who put up you know big numbers the pre, uh, year before. I mean, the sky's the limit with, the, with these two guys. I mean, I, it wouldn't shock me if Devontae had more than 10 touchdowns last year, uh, excuse me, next year. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's just, it's just I, I can't wait, Vinny. I mean, I can't wait to see what they do on the field, you know, first game of the season. Um, and I just think they're going to uh, continue. I, just, I believe they're going to continue what they did in front of the state. They take a little bit of time, you know, just, you know, don't want fans to get all their hopes up. You know, like okay, they're expecting three touchdowns against against the Chargers. Uh, it's going to be a tough one in that game. But uh, you know, I just believe that you know they're going to continue as we we'll see in training camps. That okay, these guys mean business, but so do those other guys. And uh, you know, with the, Derek Devontae, I mean, it just this is something that they both been wanting, and now they have it, and now it's just time for them to show what they did at the state and carry it over to Vegas. So here's something that we've been doing here on the tailgate, and I want to get your numbers in. I, I'm not locking them in just yet unless you want me to. But I wanted to get your take with a guy like Darren Waller on the team, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams. Who's going to lead in receptions? Who's going to lead in touchdowns? 
who's going to lead and com- like total yards for the season? Who do you think? Early guess. Oh my God! That's uh, put me on the spot here. <laughs> that's what I do to people. They love me I for mean, it. Yeah, you know it, 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 that's a good problem to have because it's like, who do you throw the ball to? Like, who do you who do you go to? I mean, uh, let's see. I'll go with reception right now. I'll say, trying to think here. Guys, they got a double team. Uh, who do you double team? Exactly. That's the fun <laughs> um, part of this. Yeah, so I go with Devontae with yards. <laughs> I go with reception with uh, ooh, uh, I'm gonna go with Hunter. Okay. I'm thinking Fox. Uh, what was the other one, Heidi? Touchdowns, total touchdowns on for the, any of the receivers. Who's gonna have the most? Uh, Yards, touchdowns, I go, go with Devontae. Okay. Do you guys, do you guys, nice. you guys hear how Anthony is kind of, um, you know, having struggling to to answer this, this? It's very, it's a very complicated question. Yeah. Can you only imagine Anthony defensive coordinators and their staff going, okay, who do we stop this week? Um, well, let's see. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, that's the conversation that's literally going to be happening uh, it, when defenses yes. get ready to play the Raiders. Well, I mean, but then if we do this, then oh wow, we could do. Th- that's how difficult this is going to be for defensive coordinators this year. Yeah, because uh, you know if you double team, if you double team there, that leaves Hunter and uh, uh, Devontae open. But also, you also have Foster Moreau there too. So, like, okay, Foster's open. Oh, I'm gonna throw it to him. So it, it's yeah, it, it's if I'm a defensive coordinator, I mean, AFC West is gonna be tough, no doubt, right? But when you look at the Raiders and what they assembled on offense, it's just like, and you can't forget Josh Jacobs. And the other running back there. Exactly. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's just it's a good it's a good problem to have for parents because it's like kind of like a Madden game, like because he plays a lot of Madden, and now it's like he he has his own like oh shoot who do I throw to and finally because I asked Derek I go man you've been looking for the one receiver and you had it with Mari Cooper and Crabtree you know and then there was that one year where you thought you had a Tony Brown now you have a Devontae but now it's like. Like, what do you do? And he's he just excited, I mean, to have what builds around him on offense. And I, 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 I can't wait to see who he throws the ball to, who's open, who double teams. I'm sure you guys, you guys are uh, wondering, too. So. Oh, it is. It's a it's a mystery, but it's something that you're going to find out very, very soon at how quickly this team has been able to like go from where they were in 2020, where they were averaging over 27 points a game, and last year just a little under 22. You can see that their offense is going to be very, very productive. Anthony, it's great having you on, man. Thanks for making time for us today. We look forward to reading all your great stuff in the Fresno Bee. We appreciate it, and we'll talk again soon in the summer. All right, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, thanks Anthony. Anthony Galavis from the Fresno B at a Galavis underscore the B. Uh, it, it won't be exactly like Fresno State, bless you, but it's also <laughs> like a a, a a moment where defensive coordinators it will not be able to stop one guy. Okay, you might be able to do it, but you can't stop two. And if you stop two, what happens to the third one? And then the running game. And then what about Demarcus Robinson just starts getting wide open for looks or Matt Keelan Collins? Cole and Matt Collins. <laughs> Keelan yeah. Cole will be out Foster. there. This By is the perfectly way, set up for them. When we talk about Fresno State, two years, two seasons. <laughs> I laugh at these numbers because they're just ridiculous. 233 receptions, 3,031 3, uh, 31 yards, 38 touchdowns. Between- 38? <laughs> My God, that's 38 amazing. 38 touchdowns. 14 and 24 in... <laughs> 
<laughs> I like how unreal. he said too when Der- uh, Derek was talking the other day. He's like the whack. So you may not know that yeah. <laughs> it doesn't exist. It does exist, but it's like <laughs> not the same as it used to be. Because yeah, the, it was completely constructed different back when they played. Yeah, oh, it's, the, it it's the Mountain West, right? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But they had you know they had a young Boise State program in there, and yeah. uh, but there was in Hawaii was a part of it too. It yeah. was just a mess though. Mm-hmm. The, the they weren't getting any sort of um, real push. They weren't. They had no TV deal. It was it was rough and it's not like the mountain west is uh you know breaking down the doors but when they came into the league they just blew everyone away there was nobody had ever seen anything like it and i i think it kind of started to give credence to that there is some good play out here yeah but you don't realize it because you're kind of playing in a you know obscure league if you will right and it wouldn't when we if Obviously, this was in that conference uh, at Fresno State. But Derek Carr, that se- his, his, that last year, uh, 5,083 yards, 50 touchdowns against eight interceptions. All right. And w- wow. why I'm bringing that up is obviously he's not going to approach these types of numbers. But when you have a Devontae Adams and are able to obviously lean on him, it all obviously opens the field up for everybody else as well. To throw for 5,000 5, yards and 50 touchdowns, I don't care where you are. That is high level, and he completed 68.9% of his passes as well. So when you when you add Devontae to this offense, um, don't think for a second that Carr's numbers are not going to uh, increase as well. He's talked about Devontae being the guy who can, you know, unlock his potential. Derek Carr now finally has everything he wants and more. And with this time now in the offseason before training camp, I got to be thinking he's got to also thought, have a thought in his mind, how great can this get with everybody working all in the concert together? How big could this offense get? Let's talk about that on the other side. And we'll also take your calls at 702-365-9200. Heidi, Vinny, and Clay on your Monday. You know, been one of my best friends, you know, since we were in college together. I love the guy. Uh, but uh, I would I, I would always welcome to play with him again. I think uh, I think it would unlock some things in both of us that people haven't seen yet, you know. And uh, and I, I'm always open to that. And I, I will be recruiting very hard. So when that time comes, uh, it will be a full court press. Well, that was a year ago this time from ABC 30 in Fresno. Back here on Raider Nation Radio, Heidi, Vinny, and Clay. And that's Derek Carr talking about Devontae Adams. That if we were ever together again, it would unlock a bunch of our own potential in each of us to go even further. Well, now you've got everything you want, Derek, because he's there now. And you're now with one of the best play callers in the modern game, Josh McDaniels. So it's beyond, uh, you know, it's beyond just a dream. It's now in reality, and the execution has to be there because if this is the guy that's going to unlock all the promise and potential, then you have to be thinking about how strong this offseason is that you go and take that internally and make sure that comes not just a wish, but it now becomes wins on the on the field. And you know now this is a team that has surrounded itself with a lot of different uh, talent, and it's not just Devontae, but that relationship right there alone Carr and Adams is what's going to make this thing go yeah uh no doubt about it and I equate it a lot to uh, Matthew Stafford going to the Rams I'm not Mm -hmm. so sure that it's about potential anymore Derek Carr is you know one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL right outside the top 10 whatever you want to put it put put, you know wherever you want to slot him he's one of the top 10 or so quarterbacks in the NFL it's not so much his potential that's going to get unlocked it's just you put them around better players, and the numbers are going to reflect that. That's what happened with, and the wins should as well. 
Uh, that's what happened with Matthew Stafford. I mean, he was languishing in, no disrespect to you in Detroit, uh, Clay, but he was languishing in a bad situation year after year after year There's after no year. There's no disrespect. That okay. sounds like with, Detroit. With the yeah. Detroit Lions. That doesn't offend me whatsoever. I, love, I hate this team, and I hate the ownership of this uh, team. Yeah. Uh, that's a, there's no doubt about it. that They lose on purpose. Yeah, yeah well, I don't know. But that, you know what? Well, either you I, would give him, you. I would give him credit if they were losing on purpose. It's actually... <laughs> Just because they're inept. After been 90 at, years Brad in Holmes, league. I think, is a good friend. Um, and I think, if, you know, uh, did some great things with the Rams. If you want to talk about who's responsible uh, for Aaron Donald being in the Rams building, Brad Holmes gets a lot of credit sure. for that. Oh, so well, he, I, think, I think there's a turn, turning happening in Detroit. What well, age were you, Clay, when your hopes and dreams were cut? Uh, <laughs> I think it when happened, did you turn? I think it really soured when they fired Jim Caldwell. That was when oh, it was all over okay. for me. because yeah, that just makes you That just lets you know that... Either you don't know how to win or you don't care how you win because the people keep coming in the turnstiles, they sell mm-hmm. tickets, and they keep uh, blowing the same opportunity uh, in your face this whole time. It's not unlike how the Cubs ownership used to be for years and years. They'd be an awful team over and over again, but the stadiums are full and the merchandise keeps selling <laughs> and everything else keeps working out in their favor. So why change? But for for this regard, like the Rams are a good example. They didn't look like they were going anywhere after the Jeff Fisher era was over. It looked like they really had a lot to work with or a lot to get done with Mm -hmm. and very little to work with. But it didn't take them very long to become not only competitive, but then a Super Bowl champion. Making uh, all these commercial things that look like movie trailers. One, one, Amazing stuff. Yeah. yeah. The whole perception of that team completely changed around. You're right, Heidi. I've been saying that the same exact thing is possible for the Raiders. It could be. And I was there mm-hmm. in Los Angeles when the Rams came back. I think they went 4-12 and 12 that first year. We were literally in Los Angeles going, we waited 21 years for this slop. Send it back to St. Louis. This is this was not you know worth the wait. And you know I, I remember doing a show with Fred Rogan and uh, Eric Dickerson uh, at that time, and we were all like, "This is decades away from being any good." Mm-hmm. They go and hire a guy by the name of Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. Um, he changed it immediately. The entire culture. They went out and get a guy like uh, Andrew Whitworth and Robert Woods and and difference makers. And the next thing you know, they win a division. Then the, the year after that, they're in the Super Bowl. To me. When I look at the Raiders, I see the same sort of uh, trajectory. And when you get a guy like Devontae Adams and and into this building and a Chandler Jones difference makers on both sides of the football field uh, and, a, and a quality coach um, like Josh McDaniels, I think the needle is absolutely pointing uh, up. And what were we talking about uh, right before we, we got into the Detroit line? Oh, well, if 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 Carr. Rogers, if Rogers, uh, Devontae Adams is going to unlock Carr. And maybe both of vice versa. They both unlock right. potential in each other. Um, it, 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 you have to go back to the same question of you know that happened in that press conference, uh, you know, uh, last week when it was asked, you know, what are the comparisons with Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr? Oh, that. And it, and it put uh, Devonte Adams in a corner. But I thought he answered it as about as valuable as you could. Like he gave value both to both sides, but he also wanted to make sure that you can't compare these two. It's impossible. Right. I mean, you know, and, and no disrespect to Derek Carr. Uh, again, he's a top 10 NFL quarterback. I think he's going to be a top 10 quarterback absolutely this year statistically and probably with the wins as well. Um, but, yeah, to compare Derek Carr to, to Aaron Rodgers is is unfair. It's just and, – and I know that the que- – I forgot who asked the question, and I get it. I understand it. Um, you know, it's 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 a question that, that, that we're going to ask and uh, probably had to be asked. But I'm looking at ESPN this morning, and they had a whole segment about it. And, um, you know, taking what I think um, Devontae is saying a little bit out of context to insinuate that he was um, in some way 
putting down Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. by eventually getting to a point where he said, hey, but when you're talking about skill sets, you know, there, there's there's some similarities there, if we're being honest, which was a, a compliment to his new quarterback. Of course, he's going to be propping up Derek Carr, his good friend and his new quarterback. But it wasn't at the expense of of uh, Aaron Rodgers. And it, and it really just drives me nuts when, you know, somebody like an ESPN will take something that gets asked in a press conference, Heidi, uh, that we're at, and then all of a sudden take it out of complete context and take it in all sorts of crazy directions. Yeah, it's just uh, mountains out of molehill sometimes. It was a question that I think, honestly, you know, Devontae had, I not had to answer, but I mean, once it was asked, he had to answer it. Like, and he was I think as diplomatic as could possibly exactly. be for both sides. Yes, and I don't think there's any kind of conspiracy or any kind of crazy edge or that he left because of, you know, some controversial. He thing. left because Aaron Rodgers was being honest with him. I don't I can't promise you that I'm gonna be here next right. year. And for him, that's where he wanted to be able to spend his career was, you know, some place where he can have a good rapport and relationship exactly. with somebody. And that's why he came out to Las Vegas. He wanted to play with a good quarterback mm-hmm. and be able to get where he wants to get, whether it's individually or, or team-wise. And Aaron Rodgers, to his credit, by the way, they played golf this weekend, so I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't think Aaron Rodgers took uh, what... what uh, yeah, I what, saw that on social yeah, media. Yeah, what Devontae Adams said uh, as a slight. They they ended up playing uh, golf together in, in Las Vegas. But I, I honestly give Aaron Rodgers a lot of credit because he could have told Devontae Adams anything to keep him in Green Bay for at least one more year if that's all uh, you know Aaron Rodgers was going to be uh, in Green Bay for and fed him a line. But instead he said, dude, I I don't know. I can't promise you that I'm going to be here after this year. So you have to do really what is best for you. Take me out of the equation because I can't promise you that I'm going to be here. And in a lot of cases, guys might have said, dude, yeah, 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 I'll be here. I'll be here. I'll be here. And just kind of leave him hanging uh, after after this year. Adam said very simply, I'm not willing to sacrifice uh, these years if Aaron's not going to be here. Right. And uh, this is uh, the the question or this is the answer that was asked to like, you know, compare the two quarterbacks, Rodgers and Carr. And uh, he had this to say, it's two minutes. We'll just play the first minute and then we'll stop because there's a lot that goes into this reading. Yes, and listen to his the way he's answering it and the way he's kind of trying to find the right words to say it without offending anybody. I mean, it's tough to compare. It's, it's really apples and oranges. There, I mean, it's just it's just such a different ball game. I mean, obviously you have Aaron who's cemented as, you know, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. And, you know, that's just like comparing me to like Jerry Rice. You know, it'd be tough to do because Jerry's put together what he's done and it's, it's undeniable respect for him um and me i'm still i'm still going and there's still a lot that i got to do to be able to be mentioned with jerry and i and i'm aware of that and i think derek is also aware of that um you know from a big picture but as far as talent and ability i mean it's really similar if you if, if i'm keeping it real derek's arm strength and and they throw the ball a lot different like derek is going to fire it in there and you, you're going to know that things coming quick and Aaron's got the ability to just kind of tighten that core up and just flick the ball to you. So the, the release is a lot different, but being able to get the ball to you late, you know, if they see you coming out of a break, not many quarterbacks can get it to you before you get to the sideline, you know, if you're outside the numbers already. But having two guys like that with really strong arms and understand the game and, um, you know, the mental part of it is a, another similarity that they have. All right, it's Devontae Adams. The first part, he's like, look, it, it's apples and oranges. Right. Aaron is cemented as the best, but it's like comparing me to Jerry Rice. I still got a lot of time left, and his career is over, and also played in different eras. But I think that's that's the best thing you can start to do if you're Devontae. And it's not like he hadn't thought about that question before. He knows he's going to get asked that a million times. But, you know, it, 
when when Sports Center wants to run with it, you know, to try to say like, oh, there's major con- major contrast, there's major you know conflict here between the two sides of uh, Adams and Rogers. Well, that's what they're hoping for, uh, to draw up some sort of like you know uh, you know line in the sand that's not really there. Because Adams doesn't have that uh, that kind of disrespect for Car- or, or for Rogers, rather. In fact, when he said like they both throw uh, in in similar styles, where they were both going to get the ball very very quickly to you and make plays. Here's the other part to what uh, Devante was saying later on uh, in the conversation. Obsess over it, and and they know everything that's going on out there. A lot of times, oh, one more time, they both yeah. obsess over it, and and they know everything that's going on out there. A lot of times, I've seen Aaron call out a blitz when the safety's you know seventeen yards off the ball, just just kind of creeping back there. He said in practice, "Hey, he's coming," and I'm like, "What?" And then, sure enough, dude comes flying on the snap from seventeen yards down the field. So I've seen that from Aaron, and then I've seen Derek literally give me a check that didn't make any sense to me before in college. Here, same thing. And you know we we score a touchdown on it, so um, a lot of similarities, but but much different. And I think Derek is in a position where he's he's chasing to, to be one of those all-time greats like that. Which is like I said, um, that's not a slight on Derek whatsoever. I wouldn't be here if I was if I was slighting Derek. But um, I don't think that I'm ready to compare myself to Jerry Rice just yet. We'll see when it's all said and done. Um, you know, or after some more time, just to to be fair. Um, overall, and and I think the same is with Derek. We you know we both chasing it and still got a lot in front of us. Not going to make too big a deal out of this, but uh, last year completion percentage, uh, Derek Carr sixty eight point four, Aaron Rodgers sixty eight point nine, career sixty five point three for Aaron Rodgers, sixty five for Derek Carr. So there are some similarities. Obviously, they're both extremely. Uh, accurate throwers. Uh, they do it a little bit differently. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers has what an eight-year head start on uh, on 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 Derek in terms of mm-hmm. the starting, um, you know, and being a, a, a day in day out uh, NFL starter. And obviously, was in a really good situation. The, the, the Green Bay Packers have been a premier organization, talent-wise, um, organizationally, success on the football field. Uh, he's had a lot to work with that Derek Carr has never had to work with. I'm not comparing. The two players, because they're different, but there are some similarities, Heidi. What do you think about obsessing over the game, the way uh, uh, Carr will go over game film, the way Aaron Rodgers would, saying they've watched one thing 30, 40 different yeah. times, and they can see something of just a slight movement. They know a safety's coming in for a blitz. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, like, especially once you get used to your division and you see what the normal things are that happen with different you know teams with different cornerbacks so i'm sure that that's something that naturally happens you dissect film you know the greats do it the coaches do it you're in the film room all the time you get to see tendencies and things like that so yeah i think when you look at the comparisons on paper it you know that's great but when you talk about the intangibles how is somebody throwing a ball like that's what really stood out to me from everything Devonte said is the difference and the touch on the ball that they have the way that he can read the route and know what's happening and the body language from Aaron Rodgers is stuff that he already knew with Derek Carr and I think that's part of the reason why he wanted to come into this organization too isn't just because they were teammates at college and had this experience together but I think that is part of what he could see in the long term for himself as being uh, a, a beneficial relationship on and off the field for himself in some place that he can grow is with the Raiders. I think if you're looking at 
the differences as far as them as quarterbacks. If we're just talking about fundamentally and all that type of thing, I think Aaron Rodgers is just more elusive. Uh, he can manipulate the pocket a little bit better. I think he's got uh, a better awareness. He's maybe a little bit of a better athlete than Derek Carr, uh, extending plays with his legs. But when you do talk about the intelligence, I think that Derek Carr that takes a backseat to nobody in terms of the intelligence, breaking down a game, uh, what he sees on the field, much like Aaron Rodgers. So he's not out of line to talk about that there are similarities. They do it in in, in somewhat different ways, but – you know, from breaking it down, being able to to manage a game at the at, at the line of scrimmage, I think there are some actual uh, viable um, comparisons, real comparisons to make. Do you like when he said that Derek is chasing to be one of the all time greats? That Derek is chasing or Devonte is chasing? Derek is chasing. Yeah, I just don't know if he'll crack that ceiling until he wins a playoff game. Until he does that, I'm not talking about it. But he knows that There's without no Devonte, yeah. but without Devonte, he doesn't get there. Well. We'll see. We'll see how the season goes. You know, uh, this is a tough schedule. We can't get that twisted. The schedule is, you know, uh, on paper, you're looking at 10 games again being another tough stretch for them to make. I think uh, eight and a half is, uh, you know, put there because their sports books right now are favoring the Raiders in six games, six total games out of the entire season. And they they when they put these numbers out, you know, it's based off of different things that they've already kind of assessed and what they feel is going to happen with, with the other competition. So, like, when I look at this schedule, I still feel like it's going to be very difficult for them to compete amongst the other teams in the AFC West and to make it into the top three of the division. I do. I think it's going to be an uphill battle. And, um, of course, you know, 10-7, if they can get that again, will it be good enough for a playoff spot in this division? That's my question. For Is that going to be season. a Derek Carr issue? If it's going to be an all-team issue. Well, let's just yeah. – we're talking you, – you you just said until he wins a playoff game, yeah. I'm not going to – so it seems to me that you're pointing a finger at Derek Carr like this is all on you. Well, the whole team has to work together. It's not just Derek Carr. Yeah. What I'm saying is if we were he to, has to get there first, and yes. the whole team is going to have to either win 10 games at least at a minimum to get there. If if this doesn't work out, if we're sitting here in mid-June, what do you think the issue would have been if it didn't work out this year? Oh, there's a ton of things. The offensive line, I think, is still yep. a big question mark. You're still looking at how the linebackers are going to shape up in this defense. You're looking at the cornerbacks that we were just talking about earlier. You know, is Rocky saying everything that the Raiders hope he's going to be as a number two on the outside? Because if he's not, then that leaves a lot of uh, uh, liability against high-powered offenses that this team is going to be facing. Do you think that it'll be a situation where we go, Derek Carr is just not the right guy? I don't think Again, so. that's another that's a whole other conversation that you can have based on whether or not he can cement his legacy. I think you got to to have legacy and to be able to talk about him as being one of the all-time greats. Yeah, on, on the Raiders numbers, history, things like that. I can see where you're coming from, the numbers, how he's passed up different quarterbacks in the past and seasons and records and things like that. But you have to win a playoff game, in my opinion, Man. to be cemented right. legacy-wise as one of the greatest quarterbacks and of all time. Right now, we're going. just looking to win a couple playoff games like the 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 best ever or the greatest i you know that's that's for way down the road um i want to know at the end of this year looking back whether it works or doesn't work is Derek carb gonna be the guy that deserves the uh the blame if it doesn't work out 
I don't think so. I don't think it'll. I don't think. I think that's a big thing to put on somebody's shoulders until we've seen the season. But everybody always blames him. That's 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 if you're, you're ta- the leader of the half team of Raider Nation is always going to blame the, the you know uh, the, the, still to this day probably don't like Derek Carr or think that they should go out and get a better oh, sure. quarterback. Yeah. It's a mercurial topic because it's always every season, and this is like I think Vic asked that question to him. Just you know, is it nice not to have that controversy for him coming into the season of oh you know oh maybe they're bringing in Russell Wilson right. or maybe they're bringing Deshaun Watson or maybe they're bringing Aaron Rodgers? These are questions that have happened with. Derek Carr over the most recent years and yeah, in the past as well. Is he the guy? Is he the guy? Is he going to lead us? You know, um, especially between the gaps that you have between 2016 and 2021 and five year stretch where they couldn't get into the playoffs again. So that's where, you know, of course, there's coaching changes, there's offensive changes. This is a no excuses roster. Yeah, this is a, a no excuses kind of year where you have everything lined up in a little, like, you know, it, it, just on paper, wow, this looks great. Like we've been talking about mm-hmm. with Renfro and Waller and um, Devante. And uh, even you see that trio of guys, I think that's why a lot of people are saying early, like, oh, well, if Derek can't get it done, because if you have those weapons, but it's always going to be a team effort. If you, your defense gives up 36 points a game, then you're not going to win a whole lot of games. Exactly. Yeah, their offense, though, uh, it's, it's all going to be predicated if they can score points, if they can start uh, managing games with their offense instead of having it be a uh, you know something that holds them back from really going to where they could have been where they were in 2020 averaging 27 uh, a game they took a step back last year and it, the whole offense did but you could see where how modern games uh, modern teams that are starting to really excel like Buffalo and Tampa Bay Kansas City they are high scoring teams that is what's predicating playoff wins and then we'll talk more about that on the other side at 702-365-9200 Heidi Vinny and Clay on your Monday. Heidi, you'll be happy to hear this. James Wiseman uh, might be cleared for Summer League after getting a plasma injection. That's the uh, Warriors Young Center. Still <laughs> excited about his future. You never know yeah. uh, what might be possible. Speaking of which, because I know that James has been living in pain, that's why he's not been able to get out on the court for the Warriors. Uh, there's nothing worse than living in chronic pain uh, with little hope, and far too many of us uh, are dealing with that exact situation, whether it's ourselves, a loved one, a mom, a dad, uh, uncle, whatever the case might be. Uh, too many of us are living in pain. Well, the Neuropathy and Pain Centers of Las Vegas offers genuine relief from even the most severe and persistent forms of pain. Please call their office today or book an appointment online. To find out how to live as pain-free a life as possible, please give them a call, 702 702- Two five seven seven two four six. Rolling along on this Monday morning tailgate, Vinny, Heidi, and Clay here with you. As we'll take some calls at seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred from the Realty One Group listener line out to New Jersey. It's Mitch. What's up, Mitch? What do you think about the offense so far? How you guys doing? Good, thank Hope you. It's, uh, not that hot out there. Oh, it is. Uh, oh, it's, oh, it's hot, it's, Mitch. It's not that hot. No, it's super hot. It's uh, it's almost like dusty. The, yeah, it's it, it's blustery, dusty, and it's like the crust of uh, mer- mercury right now. <laughs> would you like to live on mercury, or have you oh, been no, there before? I car. think Mitch might have. Uh, Mitch, Mitch, what do you got for us? Yeah, I think the offense is gonna be, is gonna be good, and it'd be even more spectacular if uh, Zion White is the real deal. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting for the for the next. Uh, you know, I, mean, I want to see Bo Jackson, Marcus, Marcus Allen. It's a, it's a real high petrol, but, you know, McFadden, 
uh, Murray, one of my favorites, Justin Farvis. Uh, if yeah. this guy's real deal, we have two good running backs. It's going to be too much for a lot of teams. This division is looking is shaping out to be the, the it's the best division in football. I don't know who's going to win. I know it won't be Denver, but it's going to be a very good race. All right, Mitch, thank you for the call. Good thought on that. But there's more than two running backs here, isn't there? Because if you think like there's a one-two punch, there's one, two, three, four that's going to come at you on a different night each game. Yeah, and I think I would uh, I would I would slow the roll uh, with Zamir White. I think he'll earn his way, whatever it is this year. But he's the future, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, if he proves you know uh, uh, that he's worthy of that. But for this year, you know, Josh Jacobs and 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 Kenyon Drake and Brandon Bolden, uh, I think are the three guys, and uh, and so and and that's a that's a really good running back room. People are might have maybe losing sight of that. Uh, you you draft White, you see what you get from him this year. But the reality is, it looks like Josh Jacobs might be on his way out. They didn't pick up his fifth year option, and we know that. Um, Kenyon Drake is on the last year of his contract. So that's more of a future down the road uh, draft pick. Uh, you need Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake and Brandon Bolden to get the job done this year. Heidi, you know, uh, one of the uh, very few times I've ever been in a room with somebody who's won uh, over six fantasy football titles, <laughs> who have won tons of money. I've been in, I've known guys who have been in leagues with you and they had no idea. What they were getting into, they were thinking Thanks like. Thanks. Now everyone knows. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're the one that puts it on Twitter. Um, <laughs> when you've over the years, when you're you've not looked sneaking at, up on anybody this year, right? I know. I know. Not yeah. anymore. No, no one's allowing her in the league. Um, you've looked at the McDaniel's offense for so many years, and just on a fantasy perspective, and we we bring this up only because we're looking at production only, and Don't where does it come from? Backs. Don't draft the running backs, right? And why is that? Because people would go in for years and years and saying, like, you know what? This could be the bell cow that everybody wants in McDaniel's offense. Well, he doesn't use that. Well, if it stays true to what we've seen with the Patriots, then, yeah, it's a running back by committee. We know that that's going to be the approach. So I think it'll be mainly split between Jacobs and Zamir. And then you're going to have your sprinkles in with Brandon Bolden and Kenyon Drake and passing downs and situations like that. Uh, I think there's going to be a a lot of work for some of the other guys that they might also use in this roster. Um, It's like, for instance, I saw this article this morning on Dallas where they say Tony Pollard is going to be used more as like a slot guy now uh, <laughs> instead of as a backup running back. And those are things that like wouldn't surprise me if I saw one of the running backs on this team utilized in that manner at some point just to kind of mix up the looks on the field and keep people kind of guessing or, you know, is it a wheel route? Is it a, a flat? Is it something like, you know, a screen that they're going to use? But it's all, I think, going to be shook out, you know, once – the season starts and things get going, but I I would anticipate to see a lot of the running backs used in more type of passing situations, except with the exception of Zamir and Josh, because I, I don't feel like Zamir has really been proven. We've seen highlights where he's catching the football, but I mean, as far as being proven as a pass, you know, catching guy and running, I, that's something yet to be seen. How he develops on the level in the NFL. I've gone back uh, three years for the uh, Patriots and uh, haven't gotten a thousand yard rusher yet. No, I can't think of one. Even um, even in their days, but, but they run like, the heck out of the ball. Let's let's just you know what I'm saying. Like, oh yeah. So and, it's, it's and sometimes when we say running back by committee, people will think like, well, this team's still looking for its number one. That's not what we mean. It's what they're doing, right? Because it's going to be a different guy each and every uh, attack, every game. You're going to find a different weapon from running backs. 
And it makes me wonder, like when you say that about Josh, I like the fact that Josh was able to increase his receptions from last year. Like he had a career high in receptions. He's not out of the mix, but it doesn't seem like if you also have speedy guys that can also catch the ball, maybe you'd want to like really uh, focus in mm-hmm. on what a, a speed merchant can do from from that backfield. Yeah, it was, uh, me and remember Stephen Ridley. I was talking about him earlier. He oh, had yeah. he had a thousand yard season with the Patriots. Who's that? Is Stephen that Ridley. Right? Mm-hmm. How long ago was that? Wow. Like 2012. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. No yeah. kidding. I yeah. didn't mean to laugh at that, but no, yeah. it's okay. I didn't. I just know remembered that. that that had happened. So Be- because <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. I thought I would check it out. It, it so, mostly yeah. it mostly works out to uh, the, the top guy is going to be around 900 yards. Um, you know, a few years ago it was Sony Michelle, uh, Sony Michelle, mm-hmm. 931 yards, uh, and then James White right behind him, 425. But James White also had 87 catches for 751 yards. Right. So, you know, you have to look at how they use their running backs. And it's not the, the bell. The bell cow dude is that's, that's that's gone. Yeah. And and week to week, it's going to depend, I think, upon who you're matching up against, who you're going to play. You know, obviously, who you're going to play and, and how, who they rotate into the games based upon that. I think game to game, it's going to be drawn up differently for who's going to see the bulk of work. Can Kenyon Drake be the James White? Yeah, he absolutely. Should, he certainly he could. completely mm-hmm. profiles as that, doesn't mm-hmm. he? He does. Yeah. Uh, even around the goal line. I mean, uh, the year before when he was with Arizona, he had 10 rushing touchdowns, and most of them were uh, you know right at the goal line or, or closer. Like He's built for that. He can even do that. And Miami. he can catch the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot the Miami stuff. That's mm-hmm. right. So I mean, there's. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if they've ever had like the running back by committee that's been this talented either, because they have got a lot of starters on this team uh, that are now going to be playing in role situations. Let's take a break and come back on this. Tom from DC is also called in. We'll also take some more calls in the third hour at seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred. The morning tailgate with Vinny, Heidi, and Clay on your Monday. Hey guys, it's your boy Vinny B from Raider Nation Radio in the huddle. Guys, I've been talking for months now about TAT, an affordable quality CBD cigarette. Well, good news. All TAT products are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. That's right. TAT products, all of them, are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. 